Welcome to TR Talks, where your host, Team Rajpal, talks everything Toronto and GTA real estate, from buying, selling, leasing, investing, and rental management. An unfiltered conversation with industry experts helping you stay up to date with the market. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is your host today, Nicholas Ip, uh, with sales representative with Team Rajpal. And I have today with me Gita at the studio here. Hello, Nick. And we have Xerxes joining us as well. Yeah, he's on the phone, so he's not with us. So he is a little uh, staticky on his voice. <laughs> right, Xerxes? You want to say something, Xerxes, so we can hear you? Hello, listeners. Looking forward to giving you an awesome market update today with Gita and Nick. Yeah, so let's get right into it. Um, the January stats were released. Some interesting numbers that have come up. I will um, point out here that when you're just looking at uh, sales activity for January 2023, 3,100 homes sold across the GTA as compared to January 2022, that is actually down by 44.6% where 5,594 homes sold. Yeah, so before we go on to the average price points, Gita, the, the one thing, you know, we, we just talked about the year-over-year change, but also keeping in mind from December, end of last year to January of this year, it was pretty much the same. There was a 1% difference. So all oh. in all, like, it's staying consistent with the market. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, when we're doing the year over year, it just puts it in perspective for people, you know, when they're talking about, oh my God, look at where the market has gone. And they are comparing it to that peak period of January, February, 2022. So one is year over year, but like you said, we're very much in line with the continuing market from December. Absolutely. Now in the same breath, like, you see that 44% decline in the total number of transactions. But as far as the average selling price is concerned, year over year from January, 2022 to January, 2023 was only 16.5%. Yeah. And yes, when you look at it in terms of numbers, sure, it's approximately $200,000 of a difference, but that being said, you know, when you, you look at it in the big scheme of things, and if you compare to the same time 2020, 2020 which is the year prior, uh, the... No, it's 2021, Gita. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, guys. These numbers are just throwing me for a loop. But if you're looking at January, thank you, Nick. 2021, uh-huh. the average price point was under a million dollars. It's $966,068 to be exact. There you go. Yeah, so basically what we're saying is uh, in terms of, of course, we had that, uh, if you're talking about the three years, the last three years, January, at least last year of 2022, has always been, had that really big uh, spike, so to speak, that abnormal spike. And then later on, it kind of just slowly dropped and dropped. But um, if we're comparing, basically ignoring that and comparing it just to 2021 to, let's say, 2023 now of Jan, we have... Uh, actually an increase. And not only that, um, you know, now that we know that uh, interest rates, um, you know, that hike has been paused 
and we're not going to see further hikes. I do think that the buyers that have been um, sitting on the sidelines are going to start coming back with a vengeance, if, if I can say that. Yeah, well, what are your thoughts about this, uh, Xerxes? No, 100%. I, I, I 100% agree. Like, if we... Even if we look at the year-to-year, like the new listings, right? Like number of new listings that have come out, like it's still consistent. The number of people who want to move, mm-hmm. right? It's just a question of the market has readjusted, and I think everybody's minds have gotten around that. And now that people's minds have gotten around that, and you look at the price points, the 1.2, the 1.3, like those houses are moving. We're seeing offers come back on those houses. So the market, at the end of the day is psychological and when there's confidence in the market buyers go out and buy that's true and i think the other thing to to add to that is uh just to to set a little bit of uh, realism around it is days on market so the average property days on market if you compare to the same time last year 18 days versus 41 days on market right now which again in perspective if you go back maybe six, seven years even, or even less than that, home being on the market for, you know, 40, 50, 60 days was considered average. Nobody was expecting to be listed and sold within a week. But it is a significant increase um, when you look at 18 days to 41 days. And I think people just need to set their expectations so they know that it's going to take time, and but homes will sell. The ones that have been priced properly, presented properly, they will sell. Yeah, I think in, in, ter- I think, uh, in terms of to this, the days on market, I want to add to that too. Um, for co- the condo market, honestly, the days haven't swayed that much. I think that was like a maybe like a 50% increase, uh, the difference. But yeah, the, the 127 here is definitely affected more, I would say, the larger homes that are taking a little bit longer to sell for sure. But if you're talking about, let's say, a, a, a more... Uh, higher demand price point within that sub million dollars to just maybe over a million dollar range. Um, there is those days of markets are, are quite short. Yeah, and actually that makes a lot of sense, Nick. What you're saying because when you look into the um, sales and average prices by major home type, um, and then you consider that, uh, then it makes sense that the condos, uh, the condo market actually, the average prices. Um, at 711,171 for the 416 area code, and then at 646,715 for the 905 um, region. It's very much in line with where it was at. The year-over-year change was between 6 to 10% uh, versus the change of 21 to 23% for detached homes. So, you know, that days on market is very much in line with where we've seen the change in pricing. Absolutely. I mean, it, that's that's the bottom line, right? I mean, no matter which market you go back to, like, there is obviously correlation between the statistics, right? Low days on market, it signifies a stronger market, less inventory, more buyers, and then vice versa. Yep. And, and that's, and I think... That being said, so where, you know, obviously as a real estate resource for our clients, um, always talking to them about, you know, and they're looking for the information on, well, what would be good opportunities? What would be 
um, a wise investment right now, not even from just an investment standpoint, but a wise investment even for them as their first home or their um, second home. So you want to throw some think, light on that? I think given the fact that things under about 1.2 are moving, so that's your townhouses, condos, I think doing an upsize right now makes a lot of sense, given that, you know, the 1.4, 1.5 market is a little bit slower. Uh, again, it's area dependent, but at the end of the day, the general stats, that's what it shows. So if you are in the market to upsize and you can do it whereby you feel comfortable doing it, you're in a secure financial position in order to do it, it makes a lot of sense to make that jump. No, absolutely right. And I think, you know, in terms of people that have been impacted by the uh, the rate increases, broadly, it's 40% um, of the market or 40% of mortgage owners, so to speak, that have been impacted and where their mortgage um, payments have actually gone up. But that, you know, as people come there, they come to the end of their term with their mortgages, you know, that story could change. And so we might see different numbers. Yeah, I just want to add to you, uh, also what Paul Barron has said, who is the president of TREB, uh, Toronto Regional Real Estate Board. Um, home sales and selling prices appear to have found some support in recent months. This coupled with the Bank of Canada announcement that interest rate hikes are likely to ho- uh, likely on hold for a foreseeable future will impromptu uh, will prompt some buyers to move off the sidelines in the coming months. Record population growth and tight labor market conditions will continue to support housing demand moving forward. Yeah, and the population growth coming from the the high numbers um, of immigrants coming coming to Canada. Yeah. So, uh, any uh, while uh, while we're talking about this, uh, Xerxes, you want to add some um, some insight to this as well. Wow. I mean, at the end of the day. Sorry, Xerxes. I was just going to say, wow, we're asking Xerxes for a whole lot of insight. <laughs> and I just want to point out that that is only because Xerxes is not sitting here with us. And so he's waiting for cues um, as he's sitting on the phone outside of the office. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm looking at it from a holistic standpoint when you're looking at even you're taking into account rental values, right? Like when when we look at rental values, I mean, I'm talking about like all sorts of rental values. You look at, um, with regards to the average days on market, it's uh, for rentals. It is a little bit up, but the total number of listings is down. So the there is a constraint on the rental market, which leads into the bigger markets such as the condo market. You're seeing tenants move and actually go into actual property ownership if they can. And so we're seeing that throughout, and you know we're also looking at the commercial piece of the office lease rates. They're up 17.5%. Industrial lease rates are up. So at the end of the day, we're seeing positive signs in the long run, but again, it's not going to be one of those markets that just take off out of nowhere. Yeah, I was going to add, it's not going to be those overnight changes for sure. No, no, they won't be. And I think, um, you know, we, we come back to the same thing that regardless of whether you're a first-time buyer, you're a, um, an investor, a second-time buyer and home seller, 
Uh, regardless of where you're at, depending on location, depending on your own personal circumstance, the scenario could be very different. A lot of the statistics, um, they're just that. They're stats and they're averages and they're really taking a very um, high-level overview of the entire GTA. And so your specific scenario would need to be discussed in person. So if if you do have any questions or thoughts about where you should be at at this point, absolutely have conversations with your real estate professionals and um, and then make decisions, you know, based on that. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, everyone. And if you do have any questions, Nick, I will let you recite the exit message that we have stayed consistent with throughout. <laughs> So I like how now Xerxes is coming in with a little light note. I I just made a dig at you and you just continued on like I hadn't said anything, but that's fine. Exactly. That's the best way. (laughs) Well, guys, please follow and share this podcast with your family and friends. Comment, ask questions and make requests on topics you like us to cover. And that'll be out for today. See you guys next week. Yes. As we practice and navigate through this podcast hosting uh, we're really hoping to to get better at this. I think we're going to laugh uh, a year into this when we look back and listen to some of these earlier podcasts and then say, oh my God, we're so good. But that will be a year from now. Right. TR Talks is hosted by members of Team Rajpal with Remax. Rajiv Rajpal and Xerxes Barucha are brokers. Gita Rajpal and Nicholas Ip are sales representatives all registered with the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board, Real Estate Council of Ontario, and Canadian Real Estate Association. This podcast is for informational purposes only and not for financial or investment advice. Please do your own due diligence.